My name is Daisha Clay. I'm the audio librarian here at Classical 91.7. While I'm a real librarian, I have a deep, dark secret. I know very little about classical music. I grew up listening to rock. And I know something about jazz. But when it comes to classical... But I really want to learn. So... Every week on this show, a classical music expert will give me a piece of classical music they think I should know, and then we'll discuss it. Come learn with me in the classical classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the classical classroom. I am Daisha Clay, and here with me today is Zofo. Are Zofo? I'm not sure how to say that, actually. Uh, Zofo is a piano forehands duo comprised of pianists Eva Maria Zimmerman and Keisuke Nakagoshi, and I hope I did not mess up your name. <laughs> They've been playing together since 2009, and we'll get to some of this information in a bit, so be patient. Eva is from Switzerland. She plays solo recitals as well as concertos and major symphonies. She graduated from the Conservatory of Geneva. She's also a faculty member at the University of San Francisco, where she teaches music. Keisuke began studying piano at the age of 10 in Japan and came to the U.S. when he was 18. He studied at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music. He studied with people like Emmanuel Axe and has collaborated with people like Michael Tilson Thomas. He's currently pianist in residence at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music and the Opera Parallel. Am I saying that correctly? That's right, yeah. Oh, woo, I did it. So welcome to the program, you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And you're currently in San Francisco right now. Yes. But through the magic of technology, uh-huh. you're here with me. <laughs> so I'm hoping that today you can teach me a little bit about piano forehands. But before we get to that, I'm hoping you can explain what the name Zofo means. Zofo is actually an abbreviation of 20-finger orchestra. We turned 20 into the letters Z and O uh-huh. instead of 2 and O. Uh-huh. So And then finger orchestra, so Zofo. Cool. Is that is that another n- name for piano forehands that's that's commonly used, or did you just like the sound of it? No, we just we we came up with twenty finger orchestra ah, and then abbreviated okay. it. It's a really good description when you listen <laughs> to the music. So, what is piano forehands, and why is it not called piano for forehands? It sounds like it, you know. A piano with four hands, but that's not what it is. Of <laughs> <laughs> and pieces might be four, written for piano four hands, but we play piano four hands. That's uh-huh. just the term. And it means that we both sit on one long bench in front of one either upright or grand piano. And so we share the bench, we share the keyboard, we share the pedals. There's usually one person playing more the higher range of the piano and the other plays the lower range and we switch off so we it's not always the same person playing the higher range and vice versa i see yeah because when you watch these performances it's it's interesting i I watch some of your youtube videos and um it's it's, i mean you're right next to each other and i thought that's that's gotta be an incredible amount of teamwork and sort of intimate you both were sort of moving as one mm-hmm. you know as you sort of sway to the music you were both doing the same swaying you almost looked like one body playing this music <laughs> you have to because uh you cha- you sh- you share the uh, keyboard and uh-huh. 
I think one piano forehand is always about how not to bump each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that? I mean, does that happen? Do you like? Have you? Oh ever yeah, been? It, it happens quite often during rehearsals or sometimes during performances. That's when we smile, and then people say, "Oh, you had so much fun when you played. You smiled," <laughs> and then we're like. Oh, that's when we messed yeah. up. <laughs> so we decided to just smile all the time or that's more awesome. often than when we mess nice. up. Well, so I'm interested in your new CD. It's called Zofo Plays Terry Riley, and it's an all-Terry Riley CD. And it is intense. I, I was listening to it <laughs> yesterday, and I mean, you guys are just playing your hearts out on this thing. There are so many notes <laughs> is, is is this something that he typically does as a composer? Does he write a lot for piano forehands, or was this like a, a new thing for him? No, actually, people don't do that um, so much these yeah. days. So um, the, these five pieces that were already there uh-huh. from Heaven Ladder Book 5, commissioned by Sarah Cahill, uh-huh. um, who's a Bay Area pianist, and... Uh, you know, if he wouldn't have commissioned these pieces, he probably wouldn't have written anything for piano for hands. And and from what I was sort of reading up, uh, some of the pieces on the album were written for four hands, but then some were not. Some were arranged. And did did you guys do that arranging? Did Terry do the uh, arranging? So there are three pieces that we arranged particularly for this recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, two pieces out of three are originally written for Kronos String Quartet. Mm-hmm. And one one piece is a solo piano piece. And I did the, uh, the uh, arrangement from String Quartet to one piano forehand. One of the pieces uh, is a half-wolf dance, Mad in Moonlight. That was actually Terry's pick mm-hmm. that he thought this piece would work well with the one piano forehand. And I picked the G song. How did this style of playing come about? It's very unique. It's, you know, if it were me and I wanted to play with another pianist, I'd just go, oh, well, let's get two pianos. But this in this style, you're actually both sitting right next to each other, somehow not falling off the bench while you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you know, like, kind of where this came from? Well, one aspect is the um, the uh, teaching method mm-hmm. that the student uh, uh, plays with teacher because oh. uh, you know the chamber music playing with other musicians setting makes learning more interesting yeah other aspect is um, people used to play uh, the transcription of symphonies mm-hmm. or the orchestra works on one piano and of course you need more than two hands because oh. there's so many lines and notes and and there are actually quite a lot of uh, arrangements mm-hmm. of those uh, you know 
the orchestra works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm imagining that that sheet music looks insane. There are so many notes. More than solo works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually piano duet was also a way to socialize in the 19th century uh-huh. with the other sex. So you, you couldn't, you know, it was okay to dance together, it was okay to play piano duet together, but it wasn't okay to hold hands before you were married or <laughs> stuff like that. So um, it was just a, another way to get to know each other a bit better. P- the piece is written more recently has more action. Uh, <laughs> I mean that the old pieces for one piano forehand is more about kind of territorial the lower you know that we call it actually secondo is the one who plays lower register yeah and primo is a, the higher register okay. all pieces have more of a territorial and then you don't really mess with other person's territory oh i see it's like middle of the, the keyboard you stay on this half you exactly stay on this half. okay But as the the uh, more the mod- modern music, we invade our <laughs> territory more more often. And what it, you mean, like you you cross hands mid performance? Oh yeah, performance? cross hands, and um, this is something not known. But the pedal under the um or the keyboard, mm-hmm. there are whole other action going on there too. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of fighting over the pedal. Yeah, how does that work? Like feet. Hands are a lot easier to control, but but right. feet like all the, the one of the hardest things about playing piano for hands is actually is the pedal. That's yeah. mm-hmm. pedaling. So the pedaling, when you press down that right pedal, it it lifts up all the dampers, so all the strings can vibrate freely. Mm-hmm. So it, it you know enhances the sound and makes it vibrate longer. Mm-hmm. But that's something solo pianists or even chamber music pianists who play with strings or flutists or singers. They just do that without thinking. We we yeah. all do that without right. thinking. Yeah. Then sometimes in in a piano duet situation, you have to pedal for the other person without actually the pedaling making sense to your part. Oh. So you have to kind of have the brain of the other person or so, Whoa. and then do it. So that's really hard. And sometimes it's so hard that we just decide, okay, for this section, you you know, how about you take the pedal there because mm-hmm. it's your part. Is kind of more important, and and it's it's easier if if you take care of the pedal there. Wow, that's actually my trick to solve this problem. Just let let Eva do it. Terry is sort of a granddaddy of of minimalist music, but these these pieces don't actually sound very minimal. No, no not at all. Right. Yeah, you seem to be really drawn to contemporary 
very like sort of now and with it sounding classical pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, what what drew you to Terry's work? We got uh, our friend Katrina Krimsky put us in touch with Terry Riley, and she actually played the pulse, like the the beat in one of Terry Riley's most famous pieces in C. It's that piece that launched the minimal music movement. So she she's really um, you know played a big role there too. And she she gave us uh, the score of his piece Cinco de Mayo after one of our performances. sent a uh, performance recording of that piece to mm-hmm. Terry and after that he he just sent us all his other music and said yeah. you know please play it like like Eva said the uh, we started off from Cinco de Mayo yeah and uh, we both really liked the piece and if you like the piece by this composer then you know of course you want to know more and more and um, mm-hmm. and we hit the wall when we played the um, la- last piece piece of five sets and mm-hmm. you know there, there, there's, um, there has to be more and we arranged three more pieces by him mm-hmm. and then we are really lucky to have him write a piece for us mm-hmm. this piece is called uh, Praying Mantis Rag So tell me kind of what's going on in this piece. It, what I can understand the the rag aspect of it. It's got that sort of ragtime sound. What's the praying mantis part? Oh, we have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes people playing the piano kind of look like praying mantises. Maybe it's that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It sounds like there's kind of um, like a showy sort of performative element to piano four hands. It sounds like you're sort of doing a dance. Yeah. In, in addition it, to playing. I think it's very physical. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I often compare it with figure skating. <laughs> you know, we, you don't have much room. Yeah. But you, you can still make something elegant out of it. Yeah. And, and do you guys sort of play up that element of it where you... When you're when you're doing shows, do you do crazy tricks where one person stands up? Well, over most the of other the time, actually, um, music does it without yeah. thinking like, "Oh, we have to like raise arm like high," or you know, like just thinking about the choreography. But if you think about the music and how we should play it without bumping into each other, uh-huh. it just naturally does it. Yeah, I think we both agree that the music comes first, and then we find movements that serve the music and make more sense mm-hmm. and it's not like we want to do a show or yeah so. okay i see yeah so it just kind of organically happens that right that right. you're doing these different sort of moves and mm-hmm. okay so what is your 
pre-performance deodorizing regimen like? When you get all sweaty during a performance, mm-hmm. do you do? <laughs> 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 like, I'm just just messing with you. <laughs> I say um, by the time we get all sweaty, I, I, it doesn't like the smell doesn't matter to me because <laughs> I'm so involved with the music already. <laughs> <laughs> What are your shared or respective favorite pieces on this album? I love Etude from All the Country, the first track. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That, that was really cool. Yeah. It starts off very quiet and then kind of a flamenco like like what we just listened to. Yeah. But it gets more heated up heat heat up. Heated oh. up? Yeah. Yeah. think is interesting about this piece is you're both playing the same pattern aren't you am I, am I hearing that correctly later later in this piece yes okay yeah oh yeah yeah this section So cool. I love how it goes from sounding like this sort of unassuming, like you said, like sort of flamenco piece, mm-hmm. and then just sort of builds into this cr- craziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's really, it's and really there's great. still like a hints of minimalism too. Though. Right. I was gonna yeah. say there's that sort of you know I'm more, more familiar with Philip Glass and it's got that the, those repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the song uh, the piece is actually based on an older piece called Song from the Old Country that was written for Kronos. Oh. And and then he made he wrote a poem, Song from the Old Country. And usually when we perform Etude from the Old Country, I read that poem, which is a very beautiful poem. And then halfway through, Keisuke starts vamping the bass and then I just, you know, sit down and start playing that flamenco like beginning. Oh, that's awesome. And there- I think it really helps people to to, you know, imagine something. So who turns the pages? Oh, whoever has available hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you, do you guys kind of work that out in your in your rehearsals? Oh, yes. oh yeah. Because yeah. like, it seems like that's a really important part of, of playing any piano piece is having that, that page turner there mm-hmm. to, to, and, and having them do it in time. I personally don't like having page turner, like th- another person sitting behind, right behind me, like whole time performing it. Uh-huh. And if it's two people playing 
at one keyboard, there must be a one hand available to turn page, you know, without having somebody sitting right behind us whole time. Mm-hmm. And Keisuke would go out of his way and, you know, copy the whole score again so that the page layout is different, just so that we our page turns you know, make more sense. Or <laughs> yeah. So that's a <laughs> Well, you know, the whole, uh, the page turn is definitely one of the big, uh, what is it, the motion. Mm-hmm. So we had to have that in the, in the body mm-hmm. as a music. Yeah. Yeah. I've When I've watched piano performances before, solo piano performances, and, and uh, you know, I see that person standing there turning the page, I always think, I would feel so claustrophobic having this person <laughs> stand there next to me. Like, well, and, 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 and also, you, you know, you have to have such trust that that person is actually reading and keeping up with the music and keeping up with your performance. Yeah, and so. exactly. So. I've had horrible experiences with page turners in other chamber music concerts where the page turner was so nervous yeah. that I just, all I had to think was about the page turner and I couldn't focus on the music, and I just tried, you know, to calm that page turner down. And, <laughs> oh, and, and then, you know, they would turn two pages at once, or not see the repeat, or so. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I don't like to be a page turner myself uh-huh. because I'm always afraid I would mess up everything. Right. It, it seems like it's got to be an enormous amount of pressure because yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's all on you. You know, if, if you screw it up, you've screwed up right. this artist's performance right. completely. <laughs> So it sounds like this is sort of a benefit of piano forehands, is that you've got two people playing the same piece of music, both occasionally with a free hand to turn the page. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and who, who are actually involved in playing the piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ava, what about what about you? Like, do you have a favorite piece on the album? Well, I like G song a lot, but I I like them all. Like, I also <laughs> like Half Wolf Dance, Dances Maddie Moonlight a lot. So much like gamelan, yeah. like uh, madness in it. <laughs> and I, I grew, I spent my early childhood in Indonesia, and uh, actually on the island Tarakan. But we, a lot of times, you know, when there was, was a vacation, we would go to Bali, mm-hmm. and that's when it was not at all touristy yet. So I kind of grew up almost more with gamelan music than classical music. Really? So it just reminds me of those, you know, full moon. Light, uh, nights there and uh-huh. the, all the dances and the mysteriousness of you know for me as a child just seeing all these costumes and, and the makeup and the, and and, and the, uh, everything in the open night yeah. in, in the warm air it just it kind of evokes that feel
we're playing these pieces more challenging, less challenging than ever other works you've done before? And it's just something entirely different, I think. Yeah. There's a lot less pressure, actually, mm-hmm. um, because Ter- Terry Riley himself is so open to anything new, even, you know, spontaneous changes in the performance are, are totally okay with him. So mm-hmm. we had this huge um, get-together last fall at our friend's place, who, who's also a close friend to Terry, and mm-hmm. we played the whole program for him there in her studio. And he was just so encouraging and said actually very little about each piece, but just, you know, telling us that he trusted our instincts and just give a little suggestion here and there, there but he, he just um, was, a, was very positive about it. He, he seems like just such a really warm person. And, and like, you're, he always has the coolest titles <laughs> for his pieces. I mean... <laughs> they're just they're just like little poems, you know. Mm-hmm. Ava Maria Zimmerman and Keisuke Nakagoshi, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a really interesting discussion. I I have learned a lot about piano forehands and Terry Riley, and I can't wait to listen to more of your music. Thank you. Thanks very much for having us. All right, that about does it for this episode of Classical Classroom. For more Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org slash classroom. You can find us on SoundCloud or on your Stitcher or TuneIn apps on your mobile device. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr, or send me an email at dclay at houstonpublicmedia.org. Thanks to audio producer Todd Terry Riley Holslander for making us sound nice. Thanks to program director Sinjin Flynn for always giving me great fodder to make fun of him with. Thanks to editor Mark DeClaudio for his piercing anime eyes. Thanks to Ava Maria Zimmerman and Keisuke Nakagoshi for being on the show. Thanks to me for saying words. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>